In the savage land of Atlanta, there's a place full of stories and secrets. A place where no one knows the truth but the people who live in there. This place is full of a wide diversity of energies, bad energies in majority. I personally find this place fascinating, so let me introduce you to the Ellis Mansion. It was run in the year of the 1990s. Nelson Mandela was released after 27 years of prison. Mariah Carey released her debut album and East and West Germany were reunified. We're, but we're not gonna talk about this type of stuff. We're going to focus on a man called Remulus, his wife called Ophelia and their family. It was a really big family. 14 children called Ava, Jacob, Kiari, Fred, Alexander, James, Elizabeth, Jonas, Charlotte, Matthew, Jack, Maurice, Jeffrey, and Abraham. They were like the common stereotype of family, really big and really poor. One day, Remulus, tired of being poor and also of the impossibility of giving everything to his kids and tired of being tired of being tired, decided to look for a way to earn more money. In his search for a job, he found a low Larry downtown. She talked to him about selling his soul to the devil, but apparently he didn't pay attention to it. On his way to home, he said, Hello, ma'am. Did you, did you find something? Any luck? No one is looking for an old man with no skills. Don't you dare to say that about you. Maybe it's only that you don't find the right place to work yet. Well, let's see tomorrow if we have any chance. When Ophelia and their kids fell asleep, Remulus was trying to get out of the house. He went straight for a ship, and with a knife on his right hand, he hit side to side the ship's throat. No one noticed. No one heard it. Then, quietly took the dead ship and started drawing a circle with the blood of the ship. After that, started lighting up the candles and softly placing them around the bloody circle. While the candles were consuming in the middle of the dark and cold night of August, he cut off the ship's head and placed it in the middle of the circle. Then was nothing to do but to start the ritual and he said, Demons levitate, Diablo Dominion, Mondo Victim. That's all he said and a savage wind came out of nowhere. It was freezing and a killer silence came with it. He waited for something to happen, but nothing happened. Everything was horribly silent, like if nothing actually had happened, but everything felt strange. It was the same, but different. The next day, he waited nervous for something to happen, but there was nothing. Eventually, he forgot the event. Five years later, was exactly the same. One day, Remulus and Ophelia decided to go out for dinner. They left the kids in the house who were bigger and can be just fine without the supervision of their parents. So they decided to go out for dinner downtown. They were walking down a quiet and dark street. A strange man with a face covered out appeared. You can only saw a pair of lightly red eyes in the center of the covers. 
He took a sharp and big knife and killed them both. The news ran through the town, the town quickly. The kids found out about it in the newspaper and every single one of the kids, the kids were freaking out. But Maurice, Maurice was devastated. He was the youngest kid of the family. Maurice, Jeffrey and Abraham were the three youngest and in, in the house and they were the closest ones to the parents. Five years later, Melly demonstrated as Maurice's second personality. He was still mad by his parents' deaths. He only knew two of his Maurice's brothers, Jeff and Abe. They knew something was wrong with Maurice. He acted in a way one day and he was completely different and changed the next day. The stranger part of this case was that he didn't remember what his other himself did the last day. One day, Melly went to the kitchen. He looked for the biggest and sharpest knife in the room and took it. He killed 11 of his 13 brothers. Jeff and Dave were hugely confused and impacted by Melly's behavior. Jeff was most affected by this event. He was crying in the floor. Morris woke up and saw a complete carnage in the living room. Saw blood stains in the couch. The carpet was soaked wet in the red liquid, and the walls were splashed with blood. Then saw his hands, and he had the homicidal weapon. He had the sharpest and biggest knife in the kitchen. His hands were soaked with blood. He turned to the living room and saw the and saw he had blood stains all over his face. Then saw Jeffrey crying and Abraham confused with blood all over his clothes. Jeff, still crying, turned to Morris and said, What the hell did you do? I didn't do anything. You killed them all, Eb said. Abraham was apparently a good kid. He was introverted and a little shy. He turned to Morris and said, We have to hide the corpses. And one by one, the three brothers took all of the dead bodies of their siblings to the backyard. Then started digging the biggest hole they could and threw the bodies into the dark pit. They covered the bodies with dirt and returned to the house. During the night, a strange man appeared in the house. He was quite different and mysterious. He was wearing a formal suit with covers on his face. You could only see a pair of red, lightly eyes. This man walked straight to the three adolescents and said, The deal is done. By tomorrow, you will have everything you have ever dreamed about. You will have all the money and power you want. I do not usually do this, but you did not give me one but 11 souls in change. So I will take your exquisite offering and I will give you three, everything you that wanted for you. See you in hell, kids. In that moment, 
the three guys turned to see each other with horror faces. At the time they got back to the mysterious man, there was no mysterious man. The living room was impeccable, like if nothing had happened there. They only saw the burnt shape of goat's hooves in the carpet, like if the devil himself had been there. During the night, Abraham fell asleep like a baby. Jeffrey was really scared. He screamed a couple times for no apparent reason. He saw scarred things where there was nothing. And Maurice struggled with himself, traumatized by the event during the night, developed another personality called Melvin. The next day, woke up in the biggest and luxurious mansion they could ever imagine or dream about. They saw the backyard and it was beautiful. There was no hole traces, no blood stains on the grass. They went down to the living room and there was a man dressed with a super formal suit. He was a butler, handing a silver tray with the breakfast waiting for them. Fifteen years later, the people in town was still confused. No one had ever seen the house or the people that lived in that gigantic mansion. They saw people entering to the house but never sudden coming out. Many people threw that the mansion was haunted, that the mansion was not a house but a monster called Domus Mactabilis, that the people who entered to the house were tortured till dead by the owners, and the fact is that they will never know the truth. Nowadays, no one has the strength to get close to the mansion. Actually, it's pretty dangerous to get close to it. The souls in pity of the brothers are still in the perimeters of the house. There are monsters in the underground, and there are three traumatized people with mental illnesses living in there. If you ever dare to get close to that house, be prepared to have the most painful death you have ever dreamed about. See you until the next time. Peace.